my throat. Got some throat lozenges ready to go in case I need them. So many beverages <laughs> on our table. Got tea, water, seltzers, which I don't think I need to drink anymore. I think they set off my cough attack. Um, okay, welcome back. Hello. We are here. It's December. We made it after the 10 month long march. Yeah, home stretch. It's like a the last quarter mile of a marathon. Yeah, and we'll see. We'll see what happens. Yeah, very exciting though. Um, I don't know what I was gonna say. How are you? Um, (laughs) I'm okay. I'm struggling with an illness right now that is not COVID related. But anytime you tell someone that you don't feel well now, they're like, are you going to go get tested? Yeah. And I'm like, it is possible to just get a cold. Yeah. Especially because our immune systems are weakened from not seeing the general population for 10 months. Yeah. Like my (laughs) immune system feels so weak. Like I feel like I'm, it's going to take me a long time to recover. And normally I have a really strong immune system. Yeah. You typically, I think you and I are pretty good at about when we get like a cold or a bug, we have it maybe two three days and then we're like okay let's go to the bar (laughs) normally I'm fine but this one is just kicking my ass yeah so other than that I mean and then because of Thanksgiving like last week was just a stressful week for work because it's a short work week yeah yeah it was definitely stress feeling in the household (laughs) and for me like I was the only one on my team yeah so my loan officer was gone but not really gone just Only, enough to bug you about just everything. To bug me via email. Yeah. Um, you know, and I get it. It's his business. It's his livelihood. Like he, you know, I understand not being able to step away from it a hundred percent. And then our processor was gone, so then it was just me. Yeah. It was a short work week. Like. Yeah. There's I, a lot going on. The I last think it was weeks. like Wednesday night. You like came out to make food, and I was like, "Hey, I haven't seen you for a few days." <laughs> I was just like, "I can't. I can't." <laughs> You're like, I've been here. I'm like, yes, yes, I know. (laughs) (laughs) All right, go back to work. But yeah, it's, I'm definitely feeling the the effects of a holiday weekend. Yeah, how are you feeling? I'm actually doing pretty good this week. Mental health is on the up, I'd say. I'm in that part of the hormonal cycle where I'm like, I have energy. I ran a 5K today. Mm -hmm. Um, I kicked the first day of my fundraiser's booty. Um, I had a goal of $500 for the entire month of December and I got $525 on December 1st. That's so awesome. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I am still a little bit in shock and kind of processing, still trying to figure out, okay, how do I keep up the momentum? How do I reach more people? How do I not exhaust everybody already, like my social sphere of influence? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to like overload and just be like, December, 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 December. It's yeah. facts about human trafficking all the time. So I'm trying to see how I can like keep it mixing, keep it mixed up and light. That's where I'm at right now. It's been really busy because I'm also an intern for them. So like I kind of get to see the behind the scenes as well as be like an advocate and you know Mm -hmm. a normal patron of theirs or like advocate of theirs it's really cool to see how it all comes together yeah and I mean and it's so awesome like I know obviously you're going to increase your goal but it's so awesome that you've already hit that goal yeah I I would say I kind of started like 
cautiously conservative. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've done fundraisers in the past and I feel like my maximum has been around $200. So I was like, 500 Yeah, like that's a good goal. It's, I think it's achievable. Mm-hmm. And it definitely was. Yeah. <laughs> I had no idea what to expect because it was also my first year with them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm a part of a team as well. So all the people that are on my team, we have like a Slack channel where we're chatting all the time, motivating each other trying to come up with new ways to reach more people or mm-hmm. inspire pe- different people who might not initially want to give to give to the cause. Yeah. So it's been a fun couple of days. I'm pretty tired, though. Yeah, I'm exhausted. Yeah. It's Wednesday and I'm ready for it to be the weekend. <laughs> um, so have you been watching or reading or listening to anything cool lately? Um... I went down a Nexium rabbit hole. Have you mm-hmm. heard about them? Yeah. Um, I did you watch The Vow? Is that what you watched? Yeah, I just mm-hmm. finished it. Um, and I hear that there's like another documentary. I think it's from Stars. I've heard that it's better. Yeah, I hear that they were like, okay, well, we like if you watched The Vow and were intrigued, like here's what they didn't show you in mm-hmm. that one. Um, I don't have a stars account though, so I'm gonna have to figure out whose yeah. login I can borrow to watch that one. But I also listened to a podcast today called What a Creep. I've been following them for a little while. I don't know if I've talked about them on here. Um, basically, they're two gals who talk about like a creepy person <laughs> in history, just like a dirtbag, like somebody who's like, you know, screwed over a bunch of people mm-hmm. or is like in the public eye, but like, here are some things that you might not know about them mm-hmm. kind of stuff. And the nice thing about them is like one person does research about like the quote unquote creep and then the other person finds something that's like not creepy about like news or an organization doing really good work and they try to like kind of relate them. Mm-hmm. So this one they did about Keith Raniere um, and then they also like their non-creepy thing was – about the news media or the newspaper sorry am in albany new york which is where nexium like started Mm -hmm. um that started outing them or Mm -hmm. like writing pieces about what was going on with this mlm Mm -hmm. um and so they talked about them and kind of just said support your local newspapers because they are telling stories that do impact you directly or that could impact you directly outside of like global or national news yeah so that was cool um, my guilty pleasure lately has been iZombie. I love iZombie. Yeah. Freaking such a good show. Oh my I God. remember watching it on the CW when it was like first coming out, mm-hmm. but then I moved and we didn't have cable at my new place. So I just kind of like fell off of keeping up with it. Mm-hmm. I know that it's like been finished for a little while. So I decided to go on Netflix and just start from season one again. Yeah. And it's enjoyable. It is. The only, the only reason I started watching it was because one year at Comic-Con, they were the panel before the panel that I wanted to watch. Oh. So I got stuck watching it. I was like, the show, like, it sounds so stupid, like, blah, 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 blah. And then I started, like, <laughs> watching them interact, and, like, they showed, like, a preview, and I was like, hey, that actually looks kind of yeah. good. Yeah, like, the title and kind of, like, even the first episode or, like, the, like, intro sequence or, like, yeah. the title sequence, it seems really cheesy. Mm-hmm. But when you get into it, like, the performance of that main girl, I don't know what the actress's name is, um, something burn, Liz burn or something like that. Yeah. It's great because she has to change up like 
her character every week Mm -hmm. to like fit into whatever brain she ate yeah I loved that concept of the show of like the zombies like take on the personality of the brain that they eat like I hadn't seen that done in other yeah or even just that like the zombies can still function in society yeah and it's not just like this rabid thing that like once it starts spreading it can't stop because they have no idea what they're doing and then the more that the show goes on like it's very political Mm -hmm. like very like it just is very represent like it represents I think where America was at still at is time. at you yeah. know but it's interesting it's a good show yeah I'm not too far into it I think I'm like almost done with season two maybe I think there's five seasons mm-hmm. um so yeah that's what I've been like kind of falling asleep to to turn my brain off awesome. become a zombie <laughs> what about you um so I because it's been a while since we have recorded. I've watched a lot of different shows or movies across all different streaming platforms. Mm-hmm. So, like, I watched The Boys on Amazon. I have tried to start that two times, and I just don't pay attention to it. I, it is, like, everything I want for, like, comic book, like, heroes come to life. Like, I feel like it's very, uh, a very good, like, representation of if superheroes were in like the real everyday world. people yeah because hmm. i just feel like they wouldn't be these like great amazing people that <laughs> save people all the time like they would yeah. there would be some corruption there are flaw- like human flaws in yeah mm-hmm. it's just also very gory so mm-hmm. like that was like a big that's why everybody says that i would love it because i love horror and gore and like gruesome <laughs> very uh like macabre type yeah. stuff and i I've tried to start it twice and yeah. I'm just like the first or you know three episodes I'm like I don't even know what the show is about still <laughs> <laughs> yeah um so I really enjoyed it it was at times really hard to watch just because it is super gory um and there's just like some really bad characters that I just hate um I don't know much about like it's based off of a comic book as well so mm. I don't know much about it but I would recommend it yeah. and then same thing on Amazon. So there's all those new like Blumhouse production movies that yeah. are, they have some sort of deal with Amazon because there's like seven of them. Mm-hmm. So I watched two that of Hulu them. It was kind of like holding down the monopoly on them for a while. So yeah. they must have like redid their contracts so they can be on Amazon too. Yeah. And so I watched two of them. I think I watched The Lie, which has Joey Oh my King gosh. In it. I just watched that last night too. I hated it. I kind of did hate it, too. Oh, my God. It was so stupid. I was so mad at the end of the movie. Yeah. I was She's just sitting there on her phone. Like, no, spoil. We're not going to try to spoil it. She's just sitting. Like, she was a brat the entire time. Yeah. I also don't like that actress in general. So, like, I went into it, like, trying to have an open mind of, like, just see the movie, you know? But I just could not... I think, like, 15 minutes into it, I was on my phone. Like, just, like, I don't really like this. There was definitely a point where I wasn't totally paying attention. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, oh, I should probably, like, try to keep watching this. I did enjoy the parents' dynamic, though. Um, yeah. It was, like, very realistic. For what they were given, like, the source material of the script and the story. I think Mm -hmm. they did a good job being honest. Yeah. I think it was very realistic of to a, a very realistic portrayal of two parents that have obviously split when their child's a little bit older, mm-hmm. but not yet an adult, 
and they're still trying to co-parent and they're still trying to like both be in their child's life you know yeah so I think that was definitely well done um in addition to that one I also watched Evil Eye which is the Blumhouse production movie as well I didn't watch it but I did watch the trailer for it that one was better than the lie but still I was just like "Eh." the thing about Blumhouse for sure and A24 production companies for horror like they do so much Mm -hmm. that it's like when they have a gem it blows up Mm -hmm. like it does really really well um but they like overcast the it's like net. saturated yeah like they're oversaturate themselves with all they're these just different trying movies. to like crank things out yeah. and it doesn't always hit yeah for me so i was a little bit disappointed in both of those movies um on amazon and then i switched over to apple tv because they have like their own original series mm. and so i watched truth be told have you heard about this it's about no. a so it's octavia spencer And she is a journalist who broke a story about a kid who murdered his, like, neighbor next door. And then, like, ten years later, like, something comes out that he may not actually be guilty. Hmm. So she starts a podcast, like a true crime podcast, Hmm. and basically works to exonerate him. Is this based off a true story? I don't think it's based off of a true story. But it was very, very good. It was very well done. Um true crime people i think they would enjoy it yeah if you like octavia spencer if you like aaron paul like me octavia spencer it was very good very good show and then the second apple tv original i watched was servant Hmm. which is by m night Shyamalan. i can't recall if i've heard about this or not talk a little bit about it so basically, like, the only thing you get from, like, watching the preview is that something traumatic happened to this family and their baby. Mm-hmm. And then you realize that the baby that they're caring for in their home is not actually a baby. It's those dolls that are made to look like babies. Oh, shit. And so, like, <laughs> something traumatic happens and the mom can't deal with the trauma. So, like, someone recommends they use this baby as a way to, like, help Therapy. her. Interesting, creepy, yeah, and it's just—it's very M Night Shyamalan. Like, mm. it's just like peak his work, and I yeah. love him so much. And I big love twist. It. I mean, it's not a huge twist, but it is like it's just stuff that like you wouldn't ever expect to be happening. Yeah. So I would highly recommend both of those from Apple um, TV, and then the last nice. two ones are on HBO. So The Undoing. I haven't seen that yet. Oh, my God. So good. It's another, like, mystery. Like, it has Nicole Kidman Hmm. and Hugh Grant. I think somebody posted on or did a TikTok that I saw about that. So it's on my list, but I haven't checked it out yet. It's very good. Um, It's very, like, twisted and just, like, takes you on the journey of, like, you know, um can you trust the people that are closest to you type of thing? Mm -hmm. Because especially when someone is so is in front of you telling you all the time, like I'm innocent, I'm innocent, I'm innocent. Like, you know who I am type of thing. Mm. Like, and you know them to be that person. Are they capable of other stuff? Right. Uh, Almost a little bit of gaslighting in there too. Oh yeah. Hugh Grant's a huge gaslighter Ah, in the show. Nice, nice. Um, and then my last one is an actual documentary, and it is called Murder on Middle Beach. 
and it's a documentary by a, a kid who I guess he's not a kid anymore he's probably our age he starts a documentary as like his college thesis or like his college final project mm-hmm. about the murder of his mom because it went unsolved oh. and so he like goes back home and he's interviewing family mm-hmm. cops all this stuff and he's literally like asking them because he didn't know much about his mom's life at the time like mm-hmm. um and so he's just like finding out more information from them. His dad won't really talk to him about it. He literally has to look like his aunts and his sister in their faces and be like, did you murder my mom? Whoa. And it's really good. And it's a four part series. And um, the finale is this Sunday. So I'm really excited. But I think it's still unsolved. Like, this... I don't think that they know who did it still. Nice. And this is on HBO? Mm-hmm. Okay. I mean, I want, I'm definitely going to watch that. It's very good. Yeah. And it just, like, is so heartbreaking for me to watch this kid have to interview his family and to have to have these conversations. Yeah. That reminds me a little bit of this book that I recently read. I think it's called The Sundown Motel. And it's about this girl whose aunt was murdered mm-hmm. and, or went – actually, she disappeared – and nobody investigated it. Like, it happened in a really small town, and she just, like, was randomly working at this motel when, like, her end goal was, like, to move to New York City. Nobody really knows why she stopped in this tiny town and started mm-hmm. working at a motel. Um, so, like, 20 years later, the niece decides to go to this town, ends up getting a, the same job that her aunt did, mm-hmm. and is, like, investigating it it's not based off true events it's definitely supernatural because like the motel is haunted and it's like a very spooky very well done book because they kind of like tell it from the aunt's perspective and then they jump to the niece's Mm -hmm. present time um and she's just trying to solve the murder and come to find out there was a serial killer at the time and all this stuff yeah going on it kind of reminds me of that even though it's not true yeah um Speaking of books, I was just realizing that a lot of my time lately has been spent reading this, like, young adult fantasy series (laughs) called The House of Night. Never heard of it. (laughs) Um, It's a series that's been on my bookshelf. I read it, I don't know, I think it came out in, like, late 2008, 2009, like, the first one, and there's, like, 13 books in the series. Oh, my God. Um, so I, I don't remember if I ended up finishing it the first time that I was reading them Mm -hmm. because I don't have all of them on my bookshelf right now, but I got sucked back into it because I was bored in quarantine and wanted to read more. So I'm like, let me read something that like isn't difficult for my mind, Mm -hmm. like something I'm kind of familiar with and it's like a lower level reading (laughs) just to kind of relax at the end of the day yeah it's a really good series it's like uh harry potter meets vampire diaries whoa okay <laughs> um and that's that's being kind of generous to it but it takes place at this school that teaches young vampires so vampires get marked they don't like get bitten like you can't really turn somebody into a vampire it just kind of randomly happens uh-huh. kind of like witches and wizards like sometimes there can randomly be in like a bloodline yeah um that's like a muggle bloodline so they get marked and then they go to this they have to go to the school there's house of knights all over the world like house of knight schools Mm -hmm. um and they're like their powers are kind of magical more witch and wizard like than they would be typical vampire stereotype Mm -hmm. but they do drink blood um (laughs) 
as, as vampires do as va- that's like really the only vampire thing i guess there's like a certain type of vampires that can't go out during the daylight but not all of them weird okay yeah anyway i'm just <laughs> i'm just telling you all about this book series anyway i i just finished the eighth book oh my god yeah so <laughs> it's been taking up a lot of my time oh and my i kind gosh. of forgot to mention that and i've been reading it for a few months my thing with vampire stories and like movies tv shows books all of that jazz is the rules are always so different mm-hmm. Like, I think we talked about this when we watched Twilight because it's like, oh, they can go out in the sun. They just sparkle. Like, okay. Like, I come from Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Like, you go out in the sun, you burn to death. Right. You know, like, you can't go into a house unless you're invited in. Yeah. It was just very. Yeah. It's always kind of annoying. It's weird because there's two different types of vampires in this series. Like, there's blue ones and red ones. (laughs) And it has to do with the marks that they get. Um, like different like subspecies of vampire yes interesting yeah okay um so the red ones do follow the more stereotypical vampire lore like they can't go out in the sunlight um they can't enter the house without being invited Mm -hmm. um they have like a way crazier hunger for blood Mm -hmm. and like less humanity to an extent interesting yeah so I would recommend it if you're into young adult fantasy. (laughs) It is a really good series. Um, I had to research because as I was rereading them, I'm like, man, why haven't they made a show or a movie about these yet? Whether or not it was like very good because there was Vampire Academy, Mm -hmm. different series that they did make a movie about totally flopped. Even though the series is fantastic, the movie just didn't do well. Um, so they didn't keep making them. I was like, why didn't they attempt that? Because these came out around the same time that all the vampire books were coming out and yeah. all the vampire movies and shows were coming out. Yeah. Um, and I looked it up and they are actually making it. As recently as September of this year, they they signed a contract. Wow. Yeah. So you're reading it at the perfect time. I know. <laughs> Insane. I was Because like, as I'm reading, I'm like, this would be such a good show. Like, yeah. The way that the stories develop are very much like seasons of a TV franchise, yeah. a TV series. So I hope they do it well. I don't know how long it'll take them to like come out with anything. But I'm sure the CW is going to be all up on that. It seems, I'm like, this is totally their style. Yeah, especially now that they don't have Vampire Diaries. Right. But, I mean, now they have Legacies, but we'll see. Didn't they have V-Wars or something like that too? I don't remember. I don't. I don't know anything by that I name. I feel like that was Ian Somer Handler's, like, spinoff or something. Oh, he got, like, that was, like, a Netflix show that he was in. It wasn't related to Vampire Diaries, though. Oh, it wasn't in mm-hmm. that same universe? Just vampires? Yeah. And him? Yep. I love him. He's just a vampire. Yeah. Just like his wife, Nikki Reed, will, forever, vampire too. will forever be a vampire when yeah. I look at her. I mean, also 13, but... Yeah, she's, they're both so great. I follow them both on Instagram. <laughs> I like their life. They're, like, very, like, hipster in the woods with a cabin. Yeah, they're, <laughs> like, I look at them and I think, like, Burning Man. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's just what I yeah. think. Like And the- him and, um, and, uh, Paul, Stefan, Paul, Paul Wesley, Wesley have their bourbon. Yeah, their bourbon's coming out soon. I signed yeah. up for their email newsletter. Mm-hmm. 
and uh, I got like a promotion to be like on the pre-order or something. Oh. I, don't, I didn't take advantage of it yet. I don't know if I can, but I'm like, I like bourbon. I don't like bourbon, but I will drink Salvatore bourbon. <laughs> I would, I could make you probably a really good old fashioned that you would like. Mm, I don't, I don't know. Or like a mule. Maybe a mule. I mean, I've had an old fashioned or two. Actually, the first old fashioned I ever had was at like a speakeasy up in San Francisco. And I hated it. Eh. <laughs> it's probably because you were at a speakeasy in San Francisco. <laughs> and I was also like 21. Yeah. 22. I feel like your taste like matures as you get older to like more. Oh, it definitely does. There's so much stuff that I eat now that I never would have ate mm-hmm. five years ago. Yeah. You're still and very I'm, picky. And I'm still very picky. Like I told you the other day, if we didn't have a stove, like I would, or an oven, I don't know what I would eat. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know what I would eat. Um, I don't know what you would eat either. I think uh, yogurt. <laughs> Yeah. Apples. Yeah. And uh, peanut butter. Yeah. Um, I would eat all my snacks. Yeah. <laughs> you would just be a snack person. No, no big meals made. That's all There's I would nothing eat. Wrong with that. Well, took such a long break. We had quite a bit to talk about what we've been watching and such reading. Such a catch up mental health, all the things we consume in our downtime. Yeah. It's but um, I wanted to talk about. Recent events for mm-hmm. people who are on TikTok or not on TikTok may or may not know. Um, there's a huge issue in today's society of cancel culture. Yeah. And I think it stems from generations of people just now having the internet at their fingertips and saying whatever they want to say. Yeah. I think we have a lot more power being online. Yeah. Now. Because I think I might have been in a podcast I was listening to recently about the same topic that before the internets and before like social media and instant traveling of news, Mm -hmm. somebody did something like a somebody in the public eye did something that you didn't agree with. You could tell the people around you like immediately around you, you wouldn't. You didn't have online to go posting and sharing to thousands of people immediately. Mm-hmm. So it's like, what are you? What were you going to do to stop them from doing something that you didn't like? Yeah. You couldn't. But now exactly. there's just such a fast, rapid spread of news. And like we are able to reach so much further with our online voice mm-hmm. than ever before. It's really actually pretty terrifying. It is really <laughs> terrifying. Um and then so I think you had sent me something about like what cancel culture is. Did yeah. Do you still have that? I have a definition. I think this was like from Wikipedia. Um, so but- it's definitely 100% <laughs> true. Well, they also reference Merriam-Webster and dictionary.com for their Oh, yeah. Definition. So this is actually legit, guys. Yeah. So it's like cancel culture can also be referred to as call out culture. And it's a modern form of ostracism. So I guess before we would just like put the adulterous A the on a. somebody if we yeah. wanted to ostracize them. Um, in which someone is thrust out of a social or professional circles, either online, social media, in the w- real world, or both. Those who are a subject of this ostracism, this is really hard to say, <laughs> are said to be, quote, canceled. Um, Merriam-Webster defines cancel as to stop giving support to that person and dictionary.com defines it as 
withdrawing support for public figures and companies um, after they have done or said something considered objectionable or offensive. The expression cancel culture has a mostly negative connotation and is commonly used in debates and free speech on censorship, which is interesting. Um, yeah, that's that's all I'll say for now. I have more notes, though. <laughs> Um, yeah, but so cancel culture is essentially if someone does something that I don't like what they're doing or I don't agree with, I mm-hmm. can essentially post about it and be like, oh my gosh, I can't believe so-and-so did this. I'm not going to support them. I'm not going to support them anymore. Mm-hmm. And like that can literally happen to anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's generally, yes, like it's going to be people with more of a following and people that have internet fame or are a celebrity in some form. But it's just like growing up, that wasn't happening yeah. to our celebrities. Like the very first thing I feel like I remember where it felt like someone by today's terms was canceled would be Janet Jackson at the Super Bowl mm. when they ripped off the thing and her titty went free. And they were going to cancel her and not, and not the person Justin. who did the act yes. of revealing her. And that's the first thing that I that's like my first memory of someone fe- I feel like being yeah. ostracized and feeling like, oh, they're being canceled. Like, we're not going to support her. Like, we don't want her to make music anymore. You yeah. Know? I think my first reference of it, and we do want to do an episode specifically about this person later on, so we'll just kind of mention it now, was Britney Spears. I think that people have tried to cancel her in the tabloids mm-hmm. so many times, um, starting off with when she kind of broke that virginal good girl mold and was like out at clubs with Paris Hilton and dancing on the tables and stuff. And then later on when she married Kevin Federline mm-hmm. and had a baby and was like seen smoking, partying, driving with her child on her lap, not that I'm condoning any of that, um, people came after her mm-hmm. in the tabloids and were like, why do we keep supporting somebody who's so reckless? And like, if yeah. they're endangering their children, why should we keep buying their albums? Yeah. Um, she's, you know, definitely come back time and time again. Yeah. And not been able to be canceled. Yeah. Forever my queen. Um, also, happy birthday. <laughs> happy birthday, Brittany. We're actually recording this on Brittany's birthday. Um, and we do want to do an episode about Free Britney mm-hmm. soon. We just need to do a lot more research. Yeah. Not knowledgeable enough on that for um, sure. I've watched a few documentaries recently, so I didn't want to mention those. But <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, I think with like sub- celebrities in the tabloids that previously had like maybe a very untarnished or spotless reputation were victims of paparazzi catching them in the wrong or Mm -hmm. doing something that wasn't a part of their image Mm -hmm. um those started getting people to say like they're not a good role model they shouldn't be supported we need to cancel they didn't use the term cancel back then but that's essentially what it was yeah yeah I don't remember like where like the first time I heard like the term canceled Mm -hmm. it had to have been like this new internet era of like youtubers and viners and things like that yeah um and it's funny because most of my favorite youtubers or vine people or tiktok stars have at one point a petition yeah to be canceled and like um 
it's just so interesting and like most of the times very similarly although not on the same like playing field to Britney Spears Mm -hmm. they always come back they always make a comeback right and it's just like I think because deep down people don't actually want to cancel the individual they just want to be part of something and they just want to like I think it's definitely just jumping on the trend yeah to feel a part of it yeah Um, it's interesting like if we try to get down to the roots of like why are we canceling someone what what are we trying to accomplish by mm-hmm. canceling them? Ruining their reputation, ruining their source of income, their careers. Yeah. Um, just publicly shaming them for yeah. some mistakes that they've made or missteps in their history. Like what what is it that we want to get from causing such a uproar mm-hmm. from the general public about a person? Because I don't think a lot of these things that people are like, we need to, quote, cancel so-and-so because I'll just use Chris Brown as a reference. He, you know, beats women, is accused of domestic violence. Um, So, okay, we're saying we don't support anyone who does domestic violence. We'd want to put out the message that we're against domestic violence. Okay, then are you just shaming them because they got caught? Mm-hmm. What do you want? Do you want them to change? What, like, if we cancel them and say we're never going to listen to them again, we don't want them to have a career anymore, mm-hmm. does that give them the opportunity to learn, to mm-hmm. grow, to change, to to show you that their actions are now different from mm-hmm. the mistakes that they made in their past? Because I feel like it's just silencing the person that you're trying to call out or cancel. Yeah. Um, I would agree with that. I also, I am one of those people that I won't listen to Chris Brown. Right. I don't support him in any way. Um, but I also know at the end of the day, like me doing that is not affecting him. Mm-hmm. Him losing one fan or even a couple of hundred or even a couple thousand, whatever fans mm-hmm. is not impacting him whatsoever. Like he he's not losing sleep over stuff like that, you know? I think it's just more along the lines of, like, I personally just don't want to support people that, like, that appear to have a lifestyle like that Mm -hmm. and that have gotten away with it multiple times versus, like, if it was in the past, right? Like, if Mm -hmm. he was older and it came out, like, 10 years ago he did this, but Mm -hmm. that's not who he was today Mm -hmm. by what we're seeing, it's a little bit different because I think that you can grow, but I don't think at this point he's shown us that he's grown and become a better person. So you're still choosing to just not. Yeah. That's Um, understandable. Versus, like, the things that I'm thinking of are, like, old tweets that come up or old videos, and then people are holding those people accountable for the actions they've done in the past. Right. And want to like shame them now it's like that was 10 years ago yeah it's so difficult the people that obviously are coming to my mind when you say that are the youtube stars who've been around that have a huge category of online material for people to pick apart Mm -hmm. like jeffree star Mm -hmm. shane dawson jenna marbles Mm -hmm. my love and like trisha paytas like they've just been around for so long like how can you expect them to never make a mistake Mm -hmm. um And, like, especially for me, Jenna Marbles, the things that people tried to cancel her for and, I guess... Successfully got her off the internet. Successfully did have her take a break from the internet and she still isn't back. It's been since June. Yeah. Um, 
were things the tiniest of clips in my opinion from videos 10 plus years ago Mm -hmm. um where she was you know living a completely different life at the time like she didn't she was one of the first and she was one of the original youtube stars that that remained consistent on the internet yeah in their popularity for that long um and then it was just this wave of like well who else can we cancel right now Mm -hmm. let's let's go for jenna because she has been around for forever yeah um, and they found the, the, the two examples that they possibly could in her cat, in her catalog. And she's a very sensitive person. Yeah. <laughs> she didn't want people to have that impression of her. She does want to grow and change. And I think that she already had grown and changed mm-hmm. when people tried to cancel her and call her out for it. It's really a shame that some people were looped into that category in the big wave you know over the summer with like black lives matter and just the racism coming to light from a lot of people that while my image now like the message that i want to put out now and what i stand behind now is very different from that Mm -hmm. from the person that you saw in that video yeah um it's yeah it really upsets me yeah (laughs) yeah and i just i it It sucks because the three people that you named in addition to Jenna Marbles have have controversy for sure. Yeah, they definitely are very controversial and each one of them has had to apologize publicly more than once, more than twice. Like there's multiple apologies. And for me, the issue with cancel culture is it also perpetuates fake apologies Mm -hmm. because they don't want to lose their fan base. They don't want to lose that money that they're getting, you know, from their supporters in whatever form. So, of course, they're going to apologize. Of course, they're going to say that they're going to work on themselves and change. Mm -hmm. And I don't think the majority of them actively do that. You know, and I think that it, it, because I think it would take a lot of work for them to look at themselves and their past actions to be better. Mm. And I mean, but also like Shane Dawson took a break too after his most recent. Yeah, he still is for the most part. Yeah. Um, And it's just, yeah, I think giving, giving people the chance to like give them their space, let them look introspectively, maybe seek counseling or therapy to like work through some of the things that like are being said about them and mm-hmm. figure out how to move past them um to grow mm-hmm. and to make better choices um or to use their platforms for better mm-hmm. overall i think is what a lot of us just want yeah um the thing is like nobody is perfect like no. if i was online if i had been online publicly with a huge influence for 10 years i'm sure 100 percent they would find things that were deplorable Offensive. about me yeah. yeah i mean even if i look at like some of my old instagram stories like when i'm shit-faced at a club and i pose and i'm just like god that's really embarrassing it's a good thing i don't have that many followers yeah i'm like wow am i really this trashy yeah but i'm just like drunk victoria i don't know her like <laughs> she does things we don't want to talk about but yeah that's why i'm just like absolutely like I mean, maybe that's the risk that you take when you want to pursue an, the industry that has a lot of people mm-hmm. looking at you um, for people in Hollywood or YouTube or TikTok or music, yeah, whatever it is. I mean, yeah, that is a risk that you're going to have a huge, huge magnifying glass over every action that you take. And that's really hard for just a human being to 
yeah handle yeah i can't imagine i can't imagine having so many people watching your every move and criticizing because no matter what you do someone like you could be like oh my favorite color is purple and people would just be mad at you because, everybody has an opinion yeah from yours. because yeah. it's just like well, why don't you like pink it's like i do like pink but i like purple you know like yeah. it's just stupid <laughs> stuff like that um but the most recent attempt at canceling someone was um on tiktok so charlie d'amelio she's a 16 year old tiktoker mm-hmm. she's been on the app for a year and um, in one year, she gained a hundred or a little over one year. It's part of the drama. Mm-hmm. She gained a hundred million followers on TikTok. So she's the most followed person on. Yeah. The app. Let's give that a second. One hundred million followers. Yep. In a, about a year's yep. time. Like that type of growth is a, a recipe for disaster, honestly. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to be pessimistic about it, but when you grow that rapidly and you're young, mm-hmm. like, what do you think is going to happen? Yeah, like, the the mental health issues that are going to stem... From all of these TikTokers and YouTube yeah. stars from and, these like, young, hype houses. Yeah, from these 15 to I would even say 24 25 year olds because even at 24 25 I was still caring way too much about what other people thought about oh me. absolutely yeah so it's just not like, even like your brain isn't fully developed yet <laughs> yeah so it's like I mean one million followers is insane right mm-hmm. like that's an insane amount of people to I mean follow yeah you. like on the YouTube days like people like that was a huge goal to accomplish as yeah. a YouTube person to get your your one million followers like that's yeah. usually a goal that anybody has starting off yeah like that's insane multiply that times 100 yeah rapidly so yeah so she's 16 years old she hits 100 million followers um she's a dancer so that's what she started on the app and um that's what got her famous mm-hmm. and so she a lot of people credit her with actually like boosting the popularity of the app for some reason because she like did create dances and like she kind of made it more of a dancing app. Like mm-hmm. when I first joined like last year, like last June, whenever I downloaded the app, it was all dancing. Like that's all it was. Yeah. That's all the trends were. And so didn't TikTok come from Vine and Musically like breeding a baby? I don't think it came from Vine. Mm. I know it came from Musically. Okay. Because it was definitely different, like, when the app even first started. It was, mm-hmm. like, you know, you're lip-syncing different audio clips yeah. and, you know, making short videos. Yeah, and so there's definitely when it became just TikTok and then whenever that happened and then she g- gets on the app and she just gains, like, instant popularity. Um, she – so at that time, she's 15 years old, just a regular high school student, right? Her yeah. family's on the East Coast. They live in Connecticut. She just starts getting super famous off of this app. So her whole family moves out to Los Angeles mm-hmm. for her because it's like she LA's was like on Jimmy Fallon pretty early on and yeah. like a bunch of talk shows pre pandemic. Yeah. She was, I mean, it's just crazy. Like, not even really YouTubers were getting that level of. David Dobrik's the only one I can think of that's been on Jimmy Fallon. I, yeah. Like, just the exposure yeah. that TikTok has created. And so, like, they, like, move their whole family because it's, like, her and her sister, who her sister's a TikToker, 
and kind of just like got famous because of her sister yeah like because people want to get like another perspective on somebody that they idolize yeah and so they move out here um and then her sister's now a singer like she's like done like a couple of songs really like what's yeah. her sister's name dixie d'amelio oh, okay yeah that makes. and sense. so she has like this song called be happy <laughs> and then she also has like a song with like black bear and like all this like actual artists like Wiz Khalifa is doing a song with her she just did a song with Liam Payne too like she's actually like making it making it interesting well I wonder how much of that is like from money that Charlie has gotten their Mm -hmm. family because yeah anybody with a ton of money can get into in yeah for a studio recording session right and and make the deals with record labels and blah 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 so yeah it's questionable it but, is questionable okay all right we'll so see. her sister like is like um you know her sister like graduates in, during covid because she's like 18 years old or something like that okay so like they're just like your normal family right but now they're just super tiktok famous and now they have their own YouTube, like, family channel where they, like, do videos together and everything. Okay. And they recently did a video where they had a personal chef, like, make them food. Okay. I haven't seen the video, but I did listen to a podcast. I think the podcast was called Too Old for TikTok. Oh. <laughs> I've only I've only listened to a couple of their episodes, uh, mainly because somebody I follow who's a runner was a guest on their podcast, and she mentioned it. So I listened to her episode, and then I saw the one about Charlie. Gotcha. All right. So give us a recap. What happened? So they have like this personal chef that's going to like make them certain like meals. They also have James Charles as a guest because they're mm-hmm. very close with James Charles now. He was also really young when he blew up. Mm-hmm. And has also been his part. He's had his part in controversies. Totally. He's been canceled. Yeah. And I do think. I think I've seen him grow a lot as yeah. well. Like, I used to be so anti-James Charles because I was just like, he's so annoying. He's, like, so self-righteous. and But I just really feel like he's grown a lot as a human being because he's also very young still. Like, it happens. Yeah, he's under 21, isn't he? Um, No, I think he's, like, 21 or 22. Okay. Yeah. But still, I mean, his his whole career has been pretty much as a minor. Mm-hmm. Or a, a not of legal drinking age, at least. Like, he, yeah. You know, he's not supposed to be going out to the clubs. Yeah, exactly. And I don't think he does. <laughs> like, I don't think he drinks or anything like that. Like, he's... It's very interesting. There's a couple of different, um like, famous TikTokers that are like that. Hmm. Like, good for you. So, James Charles is with the D'Amelios for dinner. There's a personal chef that's making them food Mm -hmm. and they start talking about at this point charlie had not yet hit 100 million followers okay and so she makes a comment about how she wishes she had more time because it would be so much cooler if she just hit 100 million in exactly one year or less Mm. and that comment rubbed fans the wrong way because they basically took it like you don't genuinely care about your fans like you're only caring about a number and, like, you just want to hit that goal just because, like, you don't care about us. Yeah. yeah. So I don't really care too much about that comment. I don't think that that's – I don't think that was in bad taste for her to say that. I think it's fine for young people to have goals. Yeah, I think it's to- – <laughs> imagine how cool it would be yeah. to be the first TikToker to hit 100 million followers in exactly one year or less. Yeah. Like, I think if you're mad about that, like, you need – to gain a new perspective I agree in, on the world yeah and I will say this as somebody who does not follow her on TikTok <laughs> I also don't follow her <laughs> I do not follow her yeah um 
But, and then, so there's another, like, part, there's just, I guess throughout the whole video, I haven't watched the whole video myself, but throughout the whole video, like, they're just coming off as really, like, ungrateful, Mm -hmm. and, like, they're coming off as, like, rude, and, like, saying they don't like the food that the chef is making them. Mm -hmm. Dixie ends up, like, eating something and spitting it back out. Granted, I think it was, um... I think it was a snail like I think it was like yeah so like I think it's it's, like there are did they come from high class like upper class I think they have I think they do I think they were like private school like really I think they have east coast money like that okay so I was thinking like maybe the video was edited or they're trying to give this image that they're like rags to riches family Mm -hmm. and that's like the gimmick for them but if it's not i don't think it is then they're just i think they've always lived a very comfortable life okay which makes sense i mean they're white people yeah (laughs) they have privilege yeah um but so they like they just come off super ungrateful and like super just rude and like so that like people just went after them in mm -hmm. the comments about like them not appreciating themselves and like them being rude and all this stuff and it's like and then people just started canceling her and people didn't want her to hit that 100 million so people were like unfollowing her and it was just like she still ended up hitting it yeah but it's also just like any publicity is publicity like yeah you know but she's a child she's 16 years old there are people going in the comments telling her to kill herself Jeez. She's 16 years old. The whole world is watching her. Like, people from all over the world are watching her. And she's going to make mistakes. And this isn't even, like... It's not even, like, she, like... It was racist or sexist or, like... There's other things we could be focusing on. Yeah. Right? Like, not to cancel a 16-year-old girl because she said she wants more followers. Like... Yeah, and not because she doesn't want to eat snails. Like, yeah. granted, like, should her sister have ate it and spit it out? Like, no, I think that's really rude. Like, I would just be like, no, I don't sure, want but it. but you probably would have done it too. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't have ate it in the first place. I'd yeah. have been like, no, I'm not eating that. Like, right. but that still would have been rude. Yeah. And it's just like, the thing is, like, there's so much pressure for them because everybody's watching them. And it's like, they put out that video thinking, like, oh, it's so funny, like look at her like try to eat the snail and not be able to eat it and spit it back out Mm -hmm. and then people just turn it and twist it and like just make it so something it's not i just think that no matter what people are always going to find something to want to make people feel like crap about like to just dehumanize them and shame them for whatever it is like people don't like to see people succeed Mm -hmm. it's really an issue <laughs> like psychologically with us that yeah and especially with the anonymity of the internet and being able to be a troll and let like get your frustrations out on a 16 year old girl by telling her that she should go kill herself that makes you feel better you need to take a look at yourself yeah and then she goes live on tiktok because she's getting all these comments and so she goes live and is like crying and like apologizing oh, gosh. and then people are in her live like telling saying that like it's um like her apology doesn't seem sincere 
and all this stuff. And they're still going How in on her. How you react? Yeah. Like- and I'm just like, <laughs> what? I'm like, so either way, she goes live or posts a video apologizing, is clearly upset, or she stays quiet and doesn't do anything. And then you're going to be That's pissed off worse. at her for yeah. not defending herself. For not apologizing. Or acknowledging it. Yeah. yeah. And it's just so freaking annoying. And Trisha Paytas keeps going <laughs> in on them. And I just want. Trisha just I want wants her more off attention. The internet. Yeah. We've tried to cancel her several she times. She is worse than. She like. She actually does some things that are quite offensive and is still doing things quite offensive. Oh, yeah. So I. And I think honestly, I think she needs psychological help more than anything. Well, she does because isn't she manic bipolar or something like that? No, she says she's been diagnosed with many things. I don't know her therapist. I am not her therapist. All I know is like, what? (laughs) Like she just keeps feeding the fire because it's the same type of thing. Any publicity is attention for her. It's validation for her. She's not seeing it as she's a good person or a bad person. She's just like, people are watching. Mm -hmm. I don't care. I get views. I get paid. It's different. What she thinks. Yeah, it's very different. uh, Of. an approach and like I'm not a doctor I did not go to school for any of this but there's something going on there that I hope she someday seeks real help for yeah um before she does harm to others or herself yeah it's going down her tiktok account is like a whole it's just like there's, it's so overwhelming. There's mm-hmm. so many different personality changes. There's so many. Like she right now, she did have a video where she claimed she had dissociative identity disorder. She also is quoted as I saying that is she true. is transgender. I'm like, I don't think you know what that I think means. She said one of her personalities is transgender. Oh my god, girl! Like, ugh. it's a lot. And honestly, it kind of seems like she jumps on the wave of things that are mm-hmm. trending, especially with the DID video because it came out right after Anthony Padilla had done one of his I Spent a Day With series, and that video was about people with DID. Mm. And she made one right after that, like, directly referencing his video. Yeah. About how she has it. And, I mean, I'm not, like I said, I didn't diagnose her. I'm not her doctor. I am not a doctor. I don't know what she has. But to people watching her the audience it seems sus and for people that have watched (laughs) her for a long time yeah it's not like she I don't think she's always been this way I think that there's always been some underlying stuff going on with her Mm -hmm. and I think that but her experiences in Hollywood in quotes have like really affected her yeah immensely um she she dated um jason nash you know the old guy from david's vlogs that you hate oh my god really they dated for like two years bothers me (laughs) i have such uh you do not like like him being in the videos with these younger i just don't understand like they're not kids i don't (laughs) please don't take it the way that they're kids they are all adults they are so impressionable though why is he there what are his intentions? I haven't. He heard. seems to be involving himself in things similarly to how Trisha does, like to get 
in the middle just oh, yeah. for the sake of it. So like he is like part of David's vlog squad and then we can move on from this topic. Um, he's part of David's vlog squad, which is what you hate. Like I would watch the videos <laughs> and be like, why is he there? And I'm like, cause he's part of it. It's just like, he is also now hanging out. So there's all these different TikTok like content creator houses, right? Mm-hmm. There's the hype house, which lives next to Tana Mojo. I know way too much about these people. <laughs> um, but then there's also the sway house, which is just these like thirst trap 20 year old boys, whatever. Straight he, TikTok. He hangs out with them. Yeah. And like, like goes to their house and like does videos with them and like took one like of their moms out on a date. Once all of these younger people process the trauma that they're putting themselves through or that they're experiencing currently, 25 years down the line, we are going to get some tell all yeah. novels from this. And I just feel like there are definitely people involving themselves in these impressionable people's lives with malintent yeah and it stresses me out like I'm way too empathetic because I'm putting myself in their shoes and being like I don't even know how I would handle if somebody was had like groomed me Mm -hmm. and then I realized that I was being manipulated in that way yeah and so I'm just it makes me spiral (laughs) well it makes it frustrates me because on the other side of that is okay, yes, we have, like, these creepy older people that are involving themselves with these younger creators. Mm -hmm. And then you also have, where are the adults (laughs) of these these content houses? Yeah. You know? Because, like, I I don't follow them, but, like, I'm on straight TikTok, (laughs) so I see a lot of their content. And it's, like, they all live in these mansions or these huge-ass houses, and most of them are, like, younger. Like, most of them are not 21 years old yet. Yeah. Where are the adults? Like, who are who's helping you? And I get that, like, this new brand of content creators, they don't have like managers and like publicists like most celebrities God, it just do. Seems so, so it's chaotic. Like, who is who, who is helping these, their you? money decisions for them? Like, who? Yeah. Because the Lord knows I wouldn't know what to do. Even if a brand deal approached me right now, I wouldn't know what to do. I'm like, I need a lawyer. Like, <laughs> please review the contract. I don't want to read that much. Yeah, like, exactly. I'm just so scared for all of them. Yeah. I'm, and I feel like it's going to blow up. Yeah. I'm concerned on the lack of, like, adult supervision and guidance. And therapy. And then I'm also <laughs> concerned for them mentally because they yeah. have all these people following them and knowing them everybody has a reason for like they have something to gain Mm -hmm. by being around them yeah and it's just like you have all these eyes on you like it's impossible to not fuck up because you're human you're going to mess up Mm -hmm. and so it's just like i don't know it literally takes me back to shane dawson trying to figure out is jake paul a sociopath like are all successful youtuber and content creators are they sociopaths i think they there's well there's definitely a level of narcissism in almost all of them yeah they don't really have much i mean this is generalizing of course to put yourself on the internet to this extent to this volume of reach not thinking that you can make a misstep ever until you're called out and canceled. There's a lot of narcissism there because mm-hmm. it's ne- most of the time these, like you said, these apologies, fake apologies mm-hmm. that come out are just what's expected as the next step of when somebody gets called out for something. Mm-hmm. Okay, I have to apologize. Is it sincere? Are you going to change? Nobody really knows, and most of the time they don't. Yeah, um, because it's to what society tells them is the next step for them. Mm-hmm. 
So it's just, yeah, it's like, oh, it's kind of scary. And it, there's a whole nother level of it, not just being strangers, but it's other creators that come after you sometimes too, yeah. that cut off ties with you, that block you or unfollow you on all the apps. And it's just like... It's the drama. It's just like so, so chaotic and so sad because, I mean, the majority of these kids, they're not from... LA but they all live here so they don't really know anyone besides the people that they work with or collaborate with Mm -hmm. regularly it's like where's your support system like I just like get so concerned about them yeah and I literally watched one of them like have a mental breakdown on alive like a couple weeks ago and I was he was so freaking angry like he was so mad and I was just like, hey, why are you on here? This is not the way to deal with your emotions on a live. Uh, well, to get more views. It freaking worked, apparently. It was a, it was a stunt. What do they call that? A publicity? Pub, why can't I say that word? Publicity? Pub, publicity. Publicity. Pu- the word of the day is publicity. publicity stunt. Like, those have been around for a long time. Just yeah. to get more attention. Yep. Um, we're just seeing it on such a different scale now that mm-hmm. it's really, really scary and troubling the Mm -hmm. effects that this is having especially on younger people who are consuming it Mm -hmm. because then it becomes their goal so like are we breeding the next generation or society of people who see people as nothing but numbers as nothing but attention to get from as nothing but a way to manipulate into their own means to an end yeah where is our humanity going also because we're breeding a society that you can be extremely hurtful and violent with your words Mm -hmm. and cause real damage with your words Mm -hmm. and face no consequences Mm -hmm. because you're online and anonymous yeah it's terrifying yeah, I like don't want to be around anymore. <laughs> like I'm having an existential crisis <laughs> on the podcast. Oh my god. Um. <laughs> yeah, but I just think like like we said, like there's more examples I would say of people making comebacks after being canceled than there actually is people being canceled and staying canceled. Yeah, and like to think that it's because at the end of the day we want to see people succeed but I I don't know that that's actually what it is I don't know what it is like why we allow them to keep coming back I you know yeah well we do always want to see a change in character we want to see the character development there yeah and we want to give people the benefit of the doubt that they did put the work in to try to be better Mm -hmm. it's just unfortunate that most of the times they didn't um, or if they really are, then they see no point in proving it. Yeah. So they do remove themselves, like Jenna. Yeah. Like, she doesn't need to prove to us that she's changed. Yeah. Um, and she probably won't. That's, like, the sad reality, is, like, the people who are doing better or trying to be better humans realize that they don't have to show the internet. And they take a step back. Yeah. And they remove themselves from the situation. Yeah. They don't have to show the internet. It's not it's not for the purposes of their audience that they change. It's for them. Yeah. But just imagine Among Us with Jenna Marbles playing with like corpse. Yeah. And Chris Clemens. Yeah. 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 Are you kidding me? 
that like would have been I kind of wonder gaming. if they have like private games I'm with sure some of their do. close friends like because she loved gaming I hold on to the memory of when I got to meet her <laughs> she's an even even better person when she in was in life. town in San Diego for TwitchCon yeah I didn't even seek her out she just walked into our bar At our local place yeah yeah. That, was, that was quite a moment and still gets me out of bed some days. <laughs> and Jenna, if you ever hear this, <laughs> I'm your friend forever. <laughs> oh my gosh. Manifest that Jenna Marbles will listen to this. Dude. Yeah, but I, I like to, like I said, I like to think that we collectively want people to succeed and we want them to be better and we want them to we want to give them the benefit of the doubt and give them the opportunity to not make the same mistakes that they've made in the past and I think that's why we allow so many people to come back after they get canceled or they do something offensive or something that we don't agree with and I mean that is like the one positive is most people don't stay canceled right Um, and you're not going to really ruin people's careers like like I said, like me not listening to Chris Brown doesn't affect him one bit. Yeah, he still plays still on the radio. We still see uh, Weinstein as a producer on films, and we're still watching them. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like it makes me think about the hashtag Me Too and the hashtag Times Up. Essentially, those were massive callouts mm-hmm. on, you know, sexism and sexual assault and. What's the word I'm looking for? Harassment mm-hmm. in the workplace. Um, and without those like massive call outs, like I don't think society would have progressed as much as it has in the last few years with regard to sexual harassment. Mm-hmm. Um, so in some ways, it's important to be able to hold people accountable and to also share that like you're not alone in your experiences or you're not Mm -hmm. alone in your opinion that what somebody's doing isn't right. Yeah. And they should, that as a society, we should probably deem things as deplorable and hope for societal shifts Mm -hmm. in them, which is happening. We're seeing it. I mean, we've, we've seen massive strides (laughs) since like the women's lib Mm -hmm. movement. Um, So like it's such a double edged dichotomy and a slippery slope in how we use our accountability Mm -hmm. of people in the public eye so i'm never going to say that telling people that they should kill themselves is a way to hold them accountable i'm never going to say that putting somebody in a state of shame is social justice Mm -hmm. um i'm gonna say i i am holding you accountable i don't think what you've done in the past is okay Mm -hmm. And I want people to agree with me and I want you to change. Yeah. I want all of us to change. Yeah. So I think as long as we're aware of how we're using our call out power Mm -hmm. is really what it comes down to and and what's important. So what are we trying to accomplish? We're not trying to drive somebody to the point of suicide. Yeah. No. (laughs) Yeah. We need to stop doing that. Let's call those people out. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, well, and I think, like, the term, like, call-out culture, I I like that so much better than cancel culture. You cannot cancel a human being. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not, it, it's just not something that we do. We don't cancel people. Yeah. Like, 
I that's just not a term that existed. I don't know such a negative connotation. Yeah, it's so negative, and it's just like so like. Because what it, what is it when we say we want something canceled? We don't want it to exist anymore. Mm-hmm. That's I don't. I truly hope that that's not what people want. Yeah. There are probably some pretty terrible humans out there that actually think that. But I, again, I err on the side of most people are good. Yeah. And so I don't think most people are like that. I think it is just very much in the moment. Let me be a part of this. Everybody's hating on this one person. Yeah. It's just so strange to me. I think it was Emma Chamberlain who was like, talking about this i've started i've binged her podcast a little bit i would recommend it she's another young person that's completely blown up Mm -hmm. on the internet and is just trying to figure it out i think she's cut from a little bit of a different cloth than a lot of these other stars Mm -hmm. like she just kind of behaves in a little bit of a different level and she doesn't give in to all of the hype Mm -hmm. and doesn't like she did (laughs) she did a podcast a couple weeks ago that was about saddle ranch And she was like, this is a phenomenon. Like, I don't understand why all these TikTokers and YouTubers are suddenly obsessed with this restaurant. And mostly it's because they're all under 21 and they can't go to clubs. Yeah. Um, But they could be all seen at the same place. It's the new place. Which, by the way, Victoria and I went to before it was popular. Yeah, we (laughs) went there for a bachelorette party. I rode the mechanical bull, okay? She did. They don't even know what that is because it's been closed. So none of them have even been inside. Oh, because the inside's closed. Yeah, they've only been eating outside. So crazy. Um, she did a whole episode. I totally recommend you listen to it. <laughs> you will love it. Because she's just like, I gave into it for like two weeks where I wanted to go every night and like see who was there. But I didn't want people to see me there. Like, I didn't like feeling like my whole meal was being watched or photographed. And I didn't yeah. like the feeling that I had when I woke up the next day thinking, what is on the internet about me being at Saddle Ranch last night? Yeah. Like, and all she did was eat with two of her friends, you know? Like, she didn't yeah. do anything scandalous or controversial. She was just like, I still didn't like the feeling of knowing that something about my meal was on the internet the next day. Well, and it's because you have fake paparazzi. They're not even real paparazzi. They're, like, this new company that literally just takes photos of like tiktok stars like mm-hmm. internet celebrities the weird weird phenomenon that literally just sit across the street and like film them and take pictures of them and stuff and i'm just like these are children like yes yeah, some of them may be 18 or 19 years old they're fucking children still absolutely yeah like you it's don't just know what you're doing to them yeah to their just, psyche <laughs> like let them live their freaking lives but also Children, you don't need to go out to a freaking restaurant like that every night. Like, in a pandemic. In a pandemic. <laughs> well, now, like, all of Los Angeles is closed down completely, so yeah. they can't even go there. I've Good. seen some TikToks about that. And then, like, Ariana Grande called them out, too. Did you hear about that? Mm-mm. She's, like, all these t- – she's in an interview, something about, like, all these TikTok stars. Like, they can't um, hold off on going to Saddle Ranch. Like, it's not even that great or something like that. It's not. It's, it's like, a glorified – Applebee's like it's yeah I don't remember eating there like I just remember just like American bar food like I just remember thinking it was really cool because I knew of it because that's where David Dobrik would go with he started the beast (laughs) (laughs) yeah David Dobrik I know you listen to my podcast I'm still waiting on my Tesla but also you started Saddle Ranch yeah 
It's just so crazy to think that we were there. I mean, it was a year year, and a half ago. But it was like a year before all these people started going there. And all of a sudden I would see them there and I like on their TikToks, I'd be like, what are you doing there? Yeah. I'm like, (laughs) we're such a sloppy night of a bachelorette party. And to now think that it's the place to be. She's just super authentic, I think. I hope that that doesn't change. Emma, if you're listening, never change. All of our famous YouTube friends are definitely listening. Um, Yeah. Don't you know the power of manifestation? I, I, that I do, actually. Yeah. We, one time, just really quickly, <laughs> me and Ashley manifested going to the Jonas Brothers concert for her birthday. And we literally got like so... Fifth row seats. Yeah. Like the closest seats I've ever sat at a concert the in day my of, life. The like, day of. It was crazy. That was a crazy experience. Yeah. Um, it still doesn't feel real when I think about for it. For pretty much for free. Yeah. What did we even... I don't even know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I asked people for money and they gave it to me. <laughs> I remember telling my coworker at the time, my, my friend's asking people for money for her birthday. And he goes, does that work? And I was like, we'll find out. And it freaking worked. I was just really honest. And I said, hey, friends, I know I've done like fundraisers for my birthday in the past. This year, I want you to raise funds for me because I'd really like to go to the Jonas Brothers tonight. I did not think that people would take that seriously. But uh, we got amazing seats like we got them from a friend of a friend of yours or something right my friend's dad your friend's dad was like selling them at a ridiculous rate for what the seats were yeah and like people gave me money for them so we got that and then we also like drank for free because of the money that people gave me oh yeah (laughs) um it was insanity but yeah that's how i was like i texted you i was like i'd really want to go to the jonas brothers tonight and you're like low-key down I was like, I'm going to manifest it right now. <laughs> yeah. Some other crazy shit has happened to us. We'll talk about. That's the main one I can think of. Yeah. I'm sure there's probably others. Just, it. Uh, dear listener, we will leave you with this message. Manifest your dreams. Just do it. And you never know what can happen. <laughs> listeners i was not privy to that message so i was just as it was news to me it's a message for you as well victoria (laughs) manifest your dreams because what do you have to lose hope i'm just kidding okay (laughs) just kidding i'm not that pessimistic i think we're gonna call it a night yeah thanks for joining us yeah Be kind to others, especially on the internet. Yeah. Don't be jerks on the internet. If you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. Yeah, because you never know who's going to call you out. Or text it to the friend that you can talk shit to. Yeah. And that doesn't care. And that won't say anything. Because that's fine. Um, Yeah. We'll see you next week. Good night. Bye.